0: Hello friends, this is Tim Russell and Jenna Pastuzic of Innovative Voice Studio. We're two voice teaching actors living in the Big Apple, and we're here to give you some tips and tricks for conquering the hustle like a vocal pro. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome. I am Tim Russell. I am joined alongside Jenna Pastuzic. How are you doing over there?
1: Hey, everybody. Great. How are you?
0: I'm good. We're here to talk about some very important stuff. It's a lovely spring day in New York City and uh, allergies are a very real thing.
1: They are very real.
0: In fact, they knocked out my voice about two weeks ago. So I want to, I want to get right up to the plate here and ask about how do we combat allergies? What are some things we can do as performers, as vocalists, if we're waking up and we're feeling thick, we're feeling a little chunky. What are your go-to tools to mitigate allergies, Jenna, to get your voice to be a little more clear and a little more buzzy, especially in the wee early hours of the day?
1: Cool. Well, I feel like allergies mostly affect me in my nasal cavity. So my nose is runny, maybe it's a little itchy, and the problem comes when anything that's in my nose starts to drip down through the back of my throat, aka my pharynx. And then my pharynx is irritated, it's red, it's sore, and then I feel like I'm constantly clearing mucus um, off of my vocal folds. And actually, I just came from an ENT appointment today where literally multiple times throughout my scope, she had to say, can you clear your throat? Because there was mucus on my vocal folds, and afterwards she showed me the video. And you can see, I mean, there's like chunks that you have to just kind of wait until they go away because they're getting in the way of your folds closing.
0: Well, that's a lovely image. It's,
1: it's, yeah, it's what dreams are made of. Um, But when people are complaining about singing through mucus, I'm like, I saw it today. This is, this is real. It's real stuff. So anyway, um, what to do when this happens to you? Because inevitably it shall if you're living in New York City during the months of April and May. I feel like if you're going to go with a drug, uh, I think Flonase is really helpful. Um, I actually was listening to a podcast this morning where someone certified that Flonase is actually uh, a good drug to use. um, If you are suffering from allergies because it's a nasal steroid and there's no uh, harm to your voice or associated dryness that comes from using it. So that's a that's a cool product if your doctor thinks that you're a viable candidate for it.
0: Yeah, that's great because a lot of those medications usually um can induce really intense dryness which sometimes can ultimately irritate the vocal folds which sort of work against what you wanted to do in the first place, which was to hydrate, lubricate, get things flowing a lot easier down there. Yeah.
1: And do you remember the website that you can go and check? medications and whether or not they're drying, the effects on the voice? sure don't. I think it's the National Voice and Speech Center. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. org.
1: Yeah. NCVS.org. And then they have a whole page that says medications that can affect your voice. So that's a good place to check.
0: That's awesome. Good to know.
1: If you're not into using medication, then my number one go-to for allergy season is my neti pot.
0: Oh, tell us about that. I've never actually used that before. Really? I have students who swear off on this thing, and I have a tough time putting stuff in my nose. Like, what's the deal with the netty Pot? Fill us in.
1: Okay. Well, the netty Pot you can get at any drugstore, and it comes with some saline packets. Um, Sometimes people are freaked out because they read these articles about, like, amoebas eating your brain or something. Um, (laughs) Horrifying. But... yeah, it's horrifying, but really that only comes if you're using like dirty well water. You just need to use purified water. So what I usually do is I'll wake up and I will boil water. And I'm not going to boil it, you know, till it's scalding because then I have to wait until it's cool enough for me to pour into my nose without burning myself. But I'm going to heat it up to the point of boiling and then let it cool, pour the saline in. And then um once it's sort of lukewarm... I will put it in the neti pot and then I'll pour. You kind of like tilt your head over like I'm a little teapot, short and stout. Great times. <laughs> and so you put one, um, you put it through one nostril and then you breathe through your mouth. That's the most important part. And I like to do it in a mirror because then you can watch all the gross stuff come out of your nose and you get really motivated to keep going with this odd procedure that you're doing. Um, but I think that a lot of people get skeeved out by it or they panic and it's sort of like anything. You're not going to learn to ride a bike, you know, the first time you try. So just keep trying and eventually your body will stop panicking. And then all of the gross irritants that are living in your nose hairs will be wiped out and you'll feel so much better.
0: Uh, If you could see my face right now, it would (laughs) reek of disgust, but... Hey, you know what? Sometimes we gotta we gotta clear the pipe, so we uh, we have to make sacrifices, right? That's right. Now I'm gonna go a slightly different direction here. So we got we got flonase, we got neti pot. I'm gonna go with my number one thing to mitigate allergies, is a straw. Hmm. Here's why. A straw. Using a straw. Phonating through a straw specifically. It follows uh, semi-occluded vocal tracts, which is a fancy way of saying, can you create a narrowing in your vocal tract to like, basically stretch out your vocal folds, which are these teeny tiny little ligaments that are like the size of your fingernail. So when you're buzzing through a straw, especially for allergies, I think a great way to do it um, is to put the straw in water and blow bubbles like you were um, you know, doing that. Thing at like the pizza restaurant when you were little, like blowing apple juice through the straw. Tom Burke has a great video on YouTube for anyone who wants a specific procedure on how to do this. And Ingo Tietze is, is the mad voice scientist behind all this. So if you're interested in why it works, go get online and, and look up Ingo Tietze. But long story short, what we're going to do here is basically buzz, do some low to high glides. And after about five minutes or so of that, I think you're going to find that just like your voice will lift in a different way and the thickness that was in your speaking voice prior sort of just slowly diminishes because what you're getting is a stretching and unpressing in the actual things that make sound come out. So you're dealing like directly at the source. So straws for allergies, highly, highly, highly recommend. The other thing I would add, this is pretty close to the the neti pot, Jenna, but I use, um, some people call it like ocean in a bottle. It's the nasal spray. Oh, yeah. I got one from Westerly Market on 54th and 8th. It's like this homeopathic ocean in a bottle. And you got to stick it up your nose. It's like not super comfy. But the thing that I heard that helps a lot is when you spray it up there, if you actually massage your nasal cavities a little bit, it sort of absorbs a little bit more. Hmm. Um, I had really good luck with that this past season. I didn't notice allergies until like... Three years ago. I think these things just, like, can come up. But, ever like, ever since I turned 30 years old, allergies started to, like, attack me and my voice in ways that had never happened before. So I was, like, trying to navigate. What do I do? What do I do? Number one, straws. Number two, ocean in a bottle. Baby.
1: And soon you will be converted to the netty pot usage.
0: Yeah, we'll see about that.
1: The other thing to remember, and, you know, for me... I didn't have allergies until I moved to New York. And I think that there's a high pollen count. But the other thing is that once the spring hits and the weather starts to heat up, I feel like the dust that we're sort of used to living with and kind of like, I don't know, goes away in the cold somehow gets gets like stirred up. And now and New York is sort of a disgusting place to live and everything is really dirty and dusty So that's another thing that you want to be cognizant of, especially when you're in your own apartment. You have to look at your apartment and say, okay, you know, like, for example, in the winter, when we have the steam heat coming out of the radiators, it's important to have a humidifier because otherwise you're spending anywhere between, you know, the three hours of sleep to maybe 10 that you're getting breathing in this dry air. So that's why it's important to have a humidifier. Now, I think in the spring, when you start opening the windows or or not, just sleeping maybe without the humidifier, it's important just to note, what am I breathing in? Am I breathing in dust? Am I breathing in mold? Do I need to spend, you know, 50 bucks hiring? Um, what are those people called that they used to advertise on the subway? Uh, handy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do I need to spend 50 bucks to or $100 to get somebody to come over and professionally clean my house so that? the air I'm breathing is a little bit better. If you have a bunch of money to spend, then I would highly recommend getting an air purifier. I have one from Dyson and they have like a lifetime warranty. So you can, you know, spend the money up front, but then it works forever. And um, it's pretty cool. It comes with an app that you connect to your phone. So it'll tell you how dirty the air is that you're breathing in.
0: Mm.
1: So if you want to know.
0: We have a natural air purifier on our body and it's called our nose. (laughs) And we should be breathing through it. Yeah. Noses are for breathing. Mouths are for eating. If you're breathing through your mouth, you are not filtering out all the bad stuff. If you're breathing through your nose, not only at night, but just like as you're just cruising around through the daytime, you are A, warming the air, and B, filtering out the yucky stuff. I'm reading a book right now called The Oxygen Advantage, written by Patrick McCown.
1: Oh, my brother actually gave me that and told me I should read it
0: it's really cool. And like the kind of the main thesis of the whole book is you need to be breathing through your nose. Hmm. Um, it's kind of simple, but scientifically proven so that you basically are metabolizing in a different way and, um, just maximizing the benefits of like, what, what should your body be doing to, um, fight off any potential bad things that can come into you. So nasal breathing, if you want to go to like, to the crazy extent of it, like my voice teacher, Andrew Byrne, sleeps with, <laughs> he's, he told me that he sleeps with um, a, like a mask, but it covers your mouth. So it like forces nasal breathing <laughs> as you sleep. That's like the extreme version. But uh, sometimes we just like, we don't know when we're sleeping. Mm-hmm. Are we breathing through our mouth or through our nose? If you wake up and you're feeling really, really dry, odds are you're not breathing through your nose. When we're breathing through our mouth the whole night, you are bound to have more vocal kind of impurities as when you wake up. So all this stuff about air purifying, like, yeah, highly recommend humidifier, but the easiest thing we can do is just breathing through the old nostrils.
1: I love that. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. To keep in touch, please visit InnovativeVoiceStudio.com to sign up for our free newsletter and follow us on social media at Innovative Voice Studio.